<laughs> That's the greatest story. We, uh, we had to somehow work that in. We've never told that story. Yes, we yes, have. Yes, you have. This is boring. That's how yes. she even knows We've, about it. We told it on the podcast. Yes. So you are the king <laughs> of like double story. See, if we didn't have Abby, I would do a whole other. <laughs> That's why Kirsten is I'd be like, exactly. I would tell you. <laughs> I would tell We've you. Heard this one before. I would retell every story. It's like you know, I've never told this you on did. the air. We've never told <laughs> you this. Do. On, no, my but whole saying, family's like, uh, Joe. <clears throat> we've already heard this story before. Well, okay, but I gotta tell it again. And then he proceeds to just go ahead with his story, right, even ready? though they're like trying to stop him. Well, we've actually already heard this story before. Well, okay. I got no. It's already coming out. I got. I gotta finish. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Joe. And I'm Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. It's been a it's been a minute since we've been on here. I know. We took a little break. A little yeah. Thanksgiving break. One one week was intentional and one week was unintentional. Well, why was that an unintentional joke? Because I was sick. We were supposed to podcast. We were supposed to, we were planning to take uh, Thanksgiving week off, which mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. And, but the week before that ended to be a, a take a week off too, because I was he sick. He speak without coughing. It would have been a hard thing for you all to listen to at home. Today still could be that. Could be. A lingering little cough. No, but uh, why don't we tell them, Kirsten, about the last two weeks of our lives, what it's been like. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> Normal and chaotic. No, it's been, it's, you know, life gets crazy. Everybody's life gets a little crazy every once in a while. Well, the 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 episode we were supposed to record a couple of weeks ago, on that day, I had just got finished recording my sermon for... Um, for that weekend, which mm-hmm. is, no, which is not normal because we were going to go to a conference. That's right. I was, um, I was going to pre-record my Saturday night sermon and, um, and, and I did that on Wednesday, which is not my, I, that's not my preference. And I hadn't done that before for Saturday night, but, but, uh, Saturday night they get live preaching every I was week. Say they should get used to it. I thought on. one video in there wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. But, but the only reason we were going to do that is because we were going to go to Oklahoma city and be a part of the ICOM conference, which international is, conference on missions. And we've been looking forward to that for a long time. Yes. So, so I recorded the sermon on Wednesday and, and you then weren't feeling amazing. I was not feeling good on Wednesday but and not then bad, just not amazing. No. Then we were supposed to record the podcast Wednesday afternoon. I wasn't feeling that great. We just called it, called it off. And, and then, then I said, well, should we cancel life group? And you're like, no, let's go ahead and expose them all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I said those words, but I thought, you know, know what good night's rest i'll sleep it off because the next day we're supposed to get an icom so i got a good night's rest woke up the next morning thursday wasn't feeling great but i thought let's go i mean i'll get stronger throughout the day because everybody feels worse in the morning i mean when i'm i always feel worse in the morning yeah. and i and it, and it gets better during the day and i thought let's go so we went to oklahoma city and i'm like i'm not feeling good <laughs> the whole way there you kind of went down and then we went to the first main session that evening, which I will preface it with this. I was sitting there. It was a great service. And um, Matt Proctor 
spoke. And President I, of Ozark Christian College. He did a phenomenal job. It was one of the best sermons I ever. I sat there going, I think this is probably the best sermon I have ever heard in my life. Outside of a Joe Williams sermon. Well, I, I do apologize <laughs> for saying that because I'm married to a pastor, but he was like outstanding. It was. It was awesome. And I said to myself, if we had to go home tonight, I would be okay with it because it was worth the drive just to go to that. And as I'm saying that, Joe starts coughing and sneezing and coughing and sneezing during the main session. Well, and I felt bad. We had folks from our congregation that were there and like, come sit with us. And I was like, I want to. For your own good. I want to, but I I was going down so fast. I wanted to go sit with them, but I thought, man, if I'm nasty sick, I do not want to get them sick. Now, I didn't mind sitting next to complete strangers. If they got sick, they just got sick. (laughs) But I didn't want I didn't want to get our own people sick. And now you're not feeling well. If you got COVID, um, but no, (laughs) I felt bad. changing our dinner plans. I had to wonder what the people around us were thinking because I was coughing. You kept nudging me like quit coughing. I'm like, like, how do you stop? How do you and not you know cough? when you're like trying to hold a cough in and you're like, <laughs> and it sounds like more like hurling. Joe was doing that like the whole main session. I don't know. I, I don't know what the guy in front of me was thinking, but every time I really let loose, I could see him kind of turn sideways, <laughs> look at his wife. Like, I know Should he's... Should we be sitting here? I know. And, so, and the answer is that no, you probably shouldn't be. So we... I was like, hey, I think we should like cut out of here early because I knew we knew people there. A lot of our friends from Bible college and um, other pastor friends and people from our own church here. And I was like, we should leave so that you do not get stuck talking to anyone or shaking anyone's hands. So we left probably five minutes early. Yeah, it was during the we were one of those people. We left during the closing. And of course, we sat up front. Yeah, so, so we're in the very front you section. Were those people. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we gotta go. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I'm walking out and that's when the chills hit. You know, when you get the fever chills and I, and I, my, my teeth are chattering as I'm walking out of the convention hall and I knew I'm just so sick. And, um, and I'm, and you wa- passed even someone, I passed one of pe- our friends from Bible college I passed, and I recognized him, but I was like, we can't stop. And I talk. passed several people I knew. I ended up walking right behind somebody that, that I'm like, dude, if this guy turns around and sees me, it's we're gonna talk. And so I snuck around. I, I, I did oh, the di- really? I did I the dip and duck, that. and I, I snuck out of the side door, not because I didn't want to talk to him. It was right. just I was freezing. It I was, was not shaking. The time to spread germs. So anyway, I went and got in bed and slept. And then the next morning, I was like, this was Friday morning. It's like next we got to go he home. Goes, well, I feel really bad, but I think we need to go home. I was like, I was kind of expecting it. So we went home Friday morning, missed the last two full days of the conference, yeah. and I pretty much crawled in bed on Friday and I didn't get out of bed till Monday. And, and, um, uh, the last thing on my mind was that I had COVID I didn't think, I just thought I flew or whatever, but you had COVID. I had COVID. <laughs> so you you were like, you know what? So Sunday morning, here's it's the thing. It's all because Joe like tries to sweep all the symptoms under the rug and say, Oh, I'm going to church to preach. And I said, I don't think no, because on Saturday I could tell that, you know, Friday, Thursday was miserable. Friday was pretty rough, but you know, by Saturday morning I was like, you know what? I think I'm okay. I mean, I'm getting better. I wasn't great. I was not feeling like, great. Praise the Lord you pre-recorded. But I was like, Sunday morning, I'm going to go. I'm going to be able to do this. Like, I'm going to no. be fine. That's what he was telling me Wednesday and Thursday. I'm going to be fine. I'm like, slow your roll. Let's check this so out. So she said, let's take a COVID test. So don't waste your money on that. Yeah, it's not he was COVID. like complaining that I spent money on a COVID <laughs> test. So anyway, I took a COVID test and boom, right away. Pop, we double both, line. We were both surprised. 
We were both surprised. And we I'm like, like, well, there I guess is the answer. I'm not going to church on Sunday. But but I did the math. I met my quarantine period by Monday night and yeah. and uh, resumed. And so Tuesday, that's when we left for Colorado. Tuesday, we Tuesday I was feeling fine. Head for the mountains. So we headed for the mountains. My we, family lives out in Colorado, so we went out there. Yep. Got there Tuesday night, late. And then um, hung out with your family, found out that Brock was not feeling good on the way down there. So we're like, oh, Which, no. Which, by the way, he wasn't even with us that whole time because he went with a friend to a friend's house um, while we were going to be in And Oklahoma. just stayed with them. So while, when he found out Joe was sick, he's like, I'm not coming home. Well, yeah, and just stayed with that family through Monday. You know, got through the quarantine. He was very gracious to them I to do that. I think he had a cold. And, and then, so half of our family was sick. The cousins, well, I will say this. I... This is probably super boring information. However, I called my sister and said, look, Joe doesn't feel well, but he's getting over it. And if I get sick, it's because I overdosed on elderberry syrup. (laughs) (laughs) You ought to see these home remedies. I'm telling you, the snake oil was flowing in our house. It was not snake oil. I'm telling you. I was taking Immune Plus, which... I don't even know what brand it is, so I can't even plug anyone for this. But I'm telling you, two horse pills of that a day, I somehow escaped sickness. I did not get sick, and I was taking Airborne, this Immune Plus, which has like zinc and um, vitamin C and um, elderberry syrup. And then I was taking pure elderberry syrup, and then I was taking, um, is that it, all those? I'm trying I to have no else. idea. You lost me at essential oils. <laughs> I never said essential oils. No, but somebody did. So, oh, oh, I was taking something. My sister accidentally yeah, your left at sister, the house that was like yeah. really, yeah, that does have essential oils in it. Yeah, she's like, here, drink this. I'm, I'm not drinking that. <laughs> and she's no, you just cut the top off. It's one shot. Drink it. It's like, it says essential it's, oils. It's good. Anyway. And it no, helps it's not your good. immune system and all kinds of stuff. So Anyway, there's a lot of home remedies but floating I around our family. I sick because I took all that. Maybe you just have a good immune system. You weren't going to get sick anyway. Well, I built it up, that's for sure. But Wednesday was a really sweet time because Neil flew in from Annapolis. And so our whole family reunited. We had Wednesday night through Sunday morning, and it was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I call Sunday morning like time quality time with him because he left at 530 in the morning. (laughs) This is true. But still, man, that was tough. Dropping him off the airport. As I get older, I get more emotional, and I was fighting it back big time. You were. I had an easier time this time. This is the first time I didn't cry to say goodbye to him because I said, see you in 19 days. Well, I didn't know you took a picture of me giving him a hug goodbye, Yeah. and you posted on Facebook. And so mm-hmm. I, when I saw your pictures on Facebook, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you took a picture of that. You can't tell in that picture, but I'm about to lose it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But he gets to come home in a few weeks, and he gets to be here for three weeks. So that'll be great. I think it's 17 days from right now. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> we have one foot in the empty nest world. You know, Brock is a sophomore, so we got him for a few more years. But I've got one foot in the empty nest world and one foot in the kids at home world. And I'm telling you right now, I don't like it. I I don't. Are you sick of me? No. What I'm saying is I don't like not having my kids around. I know. So. But you remember that age. You were like super excited to like leave home and independence and like explore everything. So it's so weird because they're like, 
I don't want to hang out with you old people. I told Brock, you stay at home. You, you go to college here and you just live at home. But I doubt he'll do that. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do if Brock moves a long way. Like Neil's 1,150 miles away going to the Naval Academy. If Brock goes to school a long way away, I'm not going to handle there it. There are I'm, families I already know that I'm not going to handle it. kids at the Naval Academy. Maybe they live closer. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to handle it. We can move to Maryland. Well, I can handle it then. <laughs> I'm not moving to Maryland. I love Bella Vista. But anyway. Um, no, so we had a great Thanksgiving. It was a really good time with my family. And my brother and his family drove in from Chicago. And the rest of my family live out there. Even my grandparents. And went up to my parents and grandparents' house. They have what looks like a magical, beautiful cabin. And uh, so it is. It's beautiful. Uh, it is. Well, with the snow, it snowed and it was gorgeous. It's so not your deck. It's not your decoration style. You would not decorate a house that way. Oh, interior. We can't get into the interior. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful home. It just is gorgeous. So you, we have different tastes in decoration. We'll have to post a picture of, all right, we went up on the hill. They have great property up in the mountains. It's beautiful. And we went up in the hill and took a picture. And my dad like, wow. We took the kids sledding up there. That's where we live. <laughs> <laughs> we, took, we took them sledding. It was, yep. it was a lot of fun. I sledded there when I was a little girl. And we actually would sled. Um, my memory is when we would sled in our swimsuit because it was like sunny and warm, but there was still snow on the ground. It was not warm. So we were all dressed pretty warm. I have this great video. I told Brock, it's the best video I took over all of Thanksgiving. He's up at the top of the hill and he's on one of these old school sleds with the metal rails, you know, that you steer. And uh, he like takes sleigh, right? Isn't he takes like off. Sleigh? You can steer like, it, you know. And yeah, and, and he takes off, and he's coming down this hill, and there's like this small, this small. It's uh, a mountain bush. It's a, it's a mountain bush, and he hits it, and it makes the loudest. <laughs> I mean, it is crackling the, sound. It just falls. The whole bush just it, falls apart. It is. You know, I'm going to play it right now because you can hear it in the microphone. It is the greatest oh, video. My word. No, How I'm about saying, we post this? We can post it too, but you the got... The kids just had a great time sledding. So we decided instead of driving all the way like to Estes Park, let's just go up and sled <laughs> my parents or my parents and grandparents. You guys yard. won't be able to see this video, but just listen to Brock hitting this bush. Did you hear that? It, it is like the loudest. I mean, and he now just. Now you have to go to the show notes and watch the video. He crashed into this bush and it was hilarious. He started at the top of the hill by the neighbor's <laughs> house and he comes down the hill and you can steer this sled. Why he's, did you crash? Like you right steer bush. it. You turn away from the bush. No, he went straight into it. Anyway, it was a wonderful Thanksgiving. Kirsten, at Thanksgiving, we did just like what a lot of people do. We went around and we talked about what we're thankful for. And I think, personally, that is something we should do all year round, don't you? For sure. And Not just on Thanksgiving. No, and, and, and I'm glad we have Thanksgiving so we have that opportunity that one time of the year we get to do those things. But honestly... If you read the scriptures, it says it, give thanks always. I, always. That's right. Always. Give thanks in all circumstances. There is a there's an overtone of great gratitude. And I think probably my favorite 
um, moment in the Bible that deals with gratitude is Luke 17. Are you familiar? You're familiar with the, the story of the mm-hmm. 10 lepers. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, I'm going to read it to you because I just, I think in this season of Thanksgiving and, and it's something that, I don't know. I think this says a lot about who Jesus is, what God expects of us, but it just says it's Luke 17 uh, verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and he was going into a village, uh, or as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. And leprosy is a terrible disease. I mean, it's still around today, but back then it was like a death sentence. Mm. I mean, they would ostracize these guys that had is leprosy. Is it really around today still? There's some form of it, yeah. It, mm. it's, mainly, it's not really in the United States. It's a third world country problem. But That's not what you had last week. What? <laughs> Never had leprosy. Are you kidding me? No, if you had leprosy, I was around still. No, if you had leprosy in Bible times, right. you were ostracized from your community. You could not live in town. You had to live outside of town, and and the lepers would all get together. And when they would come around, or if I they, imagine it was very contagious. Well, yeah, if they were around anybody, they had to yell out, "Unclean, unclean!" Yeah. I mean, can you imagine every day of your life if you were around anybody, you had to shout, "Unclean, stay away." The loneliness. Anyway, it, the, Jesus encounters 10 lepers who obviously had kind of banded together because they all had the same disease. Mm-hmm. They could not be around anybody. And so Jesus comes and, and they stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. Um, there's a whole lot of modern day analogies we could make of that. But just do you hear the distress in their voice? Like they had some knowledge of who Jesus was. Maybe they'd heard he was a healer. They had whatever, but, but they were just like, have pity on us. You know, you know, take care of us, help us do any, is there anything you can do for us? I mean, these guys are, they're at the end of their rope there. This is a desperate situation. Um, this is, this disease is going to take their lives and they know it. When he saw them, it says in verse 14, he said, go show yourself to the priest which would have been a huge no-no. I mean, to have these, think about that. They can't go around right. the priest. They can't be around anything religious. They can't. And so that's what Jesus had pity on us have mercy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, go show yourself to the priest. They had to make a decision right there. Do we believe Jesus or do we not believe Jesus? Mm-hmm. And they chose to go. Mm-hmm. It was a step of faith on their part to go do that, which is kind of a consistent thing you see in some of these miracles in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus willing to heal, but there's this this movement, this step of faith. There's this trust Mm -hmm. that has to go with that. So Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. Um, He didn't say you're healed. He didn't just go. As they went, they were cleansed. So as they obeyed, as they believed, they were cleansed. It says in verse 15, one of them, when he saw he was healed, can you imagine the moment right there? Like if you've been dealing with a long-term illness or something very physical, and then all of a sudden you're relieved of that. Right. What an incredible moment that was. It reminds me of, um, um, oh, and I can't remember his name right now, um, but years ago my father shared this audio clip with me of a, of a preacher who had lost his voice. Mm-hmm. And for a number of years he had some kind of throat. They couldn't figure it out. And so he talked, he talked like that. And it just wouldn't come out. Yeah. And they couldn't explain it. And um, this was obviously a very um, tough thing for him. 
and I've got this audio clip right now. I mean, in fact, we can probably add it to the show notes if we wanted to. Um, I keep it on my computer. I listen to it from time to time when, you know, when I find it on my computers, it's such an encouraging. So he was encouraged, like, listen, you're still a Bible teacher. You're still, you still got these gifts and you should still exercise those gifts. So they said, you need to still teach this Sunday school class at church. And so for the longest time with great effort, mm-hmm. he would teach this Sunday school class. And I think there was a lot of people that came to the Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. And as he is, as he is, this is audio recorded. They recorded all of them. And and, and they really talk like this, you know, and it's really tough to listen to. And he's like, but all of a sudden he's, and I forget now exactly the exact words, but he talked about trusting the Lord in the midst of even our pains and sufferings. And, and then all of a sudden his voice comes back nice and strong, like it used to be. And, and you can hear people in the class going, what? Like there's, you could hear it. I like, like I'm getting like the goosebumps. Even thinking Aww. about it now, you can hear the amazement. You 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 of what? And he stops. He goes, I don't know what's going on right now. Wow. And he starts to get emotional. And you can hear it in the room. It's all audio recorded, and it's like a healing, a legit healing right there in front of all these people. And there was all these witnesses to it. It's just an amazing thing. And I think of him, I think of that preacher when I read this encounter, as they were going, they realized they were cleansed. Mm -hmm. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, and then it says one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. This audio clip is what he did. It's just, Mm -hmm. I got to praise God, but he came back. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, which I would do the same thing. Right. And and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked him, we're not all 10 cleansed. Hmm. Now, this is an interesting detail because, yeah, the answer is yes. Jesus didn't ask that question because he didn't know. There were 10. Jesus knew there were 10. All 10 went to show themselves. All 10 were on their way. And one. All 10 were healed. But one of them decided to do something else. And so Jesus asked, where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise up, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, there's a lot of things about that encounter with Jesus. But one thing that's really loud and clear is that um, we ought to return praise to God. We ought to return thanksgiving to God that that this incredible thing had happened to him. And and Jesus said, well, where are the other nine? You know, it, it was like, I, I know we could talk about that a lot, but I read that and I'm like, there's a clear expectation. It tells me something about my savior that he did something fantastic for us and we should give praise. Well, what is the fantastic thing that he has done for us? Well, it's obvious. He died on the cross, shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins, died, was placed in the tomb, and rose to life, conquering sin and death. Mm-hmm. And that is the great thing. So when you talk about healing, this leper, he received a physical healing. And we have received an, an, an incredible, miraculous spiritual healing. And that's the great thing. It's so really, at the end of the day, there is not a day that should go by in our lives that we're not giving thanks to God for something. And, you know, our routine, a lot of times we, we start our prayers, Lord, we give you thanks for this day. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of times we don't even think about those words, but there is something powerful about that. I am giving thanks 
to God, even if it's just for this day. For another day. But I, but I try in my own personal prayer life, I try to always um, clutter my prayers, if you will, with a lot of praise and thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. Because I think that's, I think our God deserves our praise. Right. So, you know. One, it's over and over and over in scripture to give thanks, to give thanks, to give thanks. And we're reminded regularly throughout God's word to give thanks. And so obviously we're supposed to give thanks. (laughs) Well, you do a quick search of the scriptures, do a quick like concordant search of Thanksgiving and stuff. You get verses that come up like Psalm 50, 14, offer to God of sacrifice of Thanksgiving and perform your vows to the most high. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalm 107, eight through nine, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. First Corinthians one, four, I always thank my God because of you for his grace given you in Christ Jesus. I'm thanking God for a lot of things, you know, it's like first Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. but thanks be to God who gives us victory through uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. I know they could go on and on. I've got Always lots of give thanks to God, the father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians five twenty. Yeah. Psalm sixty nine thirty. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise with songs of praise. Psalm 95. Yeah. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. So I guess, you know, one of the things that, as I'm thinking about this Thanksgiving season we just came through, yes, we should take a day and turn our thanks to God, but really shouldn't every day, shouldn't every day be a, mm-hmm. a day where we thank the Lord? Shouldn't we always be like that leper mm-hmm. who, knowing that we have been cleansed of our sins and shouldn't we always return and give thanks to the Lord? Now, it's just been on my heart and mind a lot here lately. And I know I, I could sit here for a long time and, and just list off all the things that I'm thankful for. I know one of the traditions that we had in Thanksgiving growing up is my mom would have like either like three pieces of corn on our plate or something like that. And then we would go around the table <laughs> for each piece of corn. We had to say something you know, at the table, which is kind of a big deal because usually it's not just your family. It's the entire family and friends and in-laws and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more nervous. Would you do this while the, while the Thanksgiving meal was on the table around you? Well, I don't know how many people have the food on the table. Those pictures of the, the turkey not being carved. Abby, you do? We did. You have yeah. the food on the table uh-huh. and you pass it? Yeah. Family style. Uh-huh. I love that. We always have no, too much food to do that. <laughs> we do. <laughs> First world problems right there. Oh, no. <laughs> so we always have like a buffet on like the kitchen island. Yeah, we always fill up the island and everybody walks around and gets their food. Then they go sit down. Yeah. And um, then I think it probably has transitioned to everybody standing around. And before we pray, we share We stand around the island. We're yeah. thankful for and stuff like that. But I remember growing up and we would spend some time at Thanksgiving to to voice our thanks, like what we're thankful for. And so I still remember that and I always prepare myself in case I have to say, because I don't, it, I mean, I do this, but people don't realize I don't love speaking in front of people. So it's a little, it's like this weird thing for me. So I always am like, okay, I have to think of what I'm going to say, but it's easy for me to rattle off 
probably 500 things of what I'm thankful for immediately, but That's right. it's just a memory that I had. And I don't know if it's a tradition anyone else has, but it's a great tradition to not just do for Thanksgiving, but to regularly do. Someone t- shared with me that they have all their kids write things that they're thankful for throughout the whole year and they throw them in a jar in the kitchen. So it's always accessible. And then at the at Thanksgiving or at a holiday, they open all of them up and they read them. And I'm like, that's such a cool thing because it could be July or the spring, and they're just so that takes a lot of forethought. For but yeah. well, and it's just always sitting there, and it's a regular like thing for them. Um, I believe it was my cousin, my cousin in uh, the Chicago area, but I loved that idea. I was like, that is such a cool way to just. I guess push that and, and and have that on your family to always be grateful, always share your thanks. And then it's kind of a record of them, a recording of them yeah. that you can pull out. Hey, these are the things that we all shared together that we're thankful for. And so start reading, oh, on this day, you were thankful for a swimsuit, you know, or, or whatever it might be that is fun because she has little kids. And so I just loved that idea because it's, it's just sharing with your family. Hey, let's go ahead and be grateful all year long yeah. and then share it together. I think there's something that happens when you have a heart full of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with how much money you got in your bank account or how mm-hmm. much food you have on your table. We're talking about a mentality as a Christian mm-hmm. to have a heart of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And here's what I've noticed being in ministry all this time. People who have the most gratitude in their heart towards the Lord seem to be able to navigate life's problems and drama better than anybody else. Mm. Um, when my father was was really, really sick, I mean, um, there towards the end, I remember visiting him and uh, and my father, and for those of you who don't know who he was, he was always in a good mood. Um, that is for sure. He always was, the, he was the optimist, the, the glass was always half full, but he always, I mean, my whole life, I listened to this man give praise to God for mm-hmm. something. He would walk through the house singing you know, I'm just a, gra- a heart full of gratitude. And I'll never forget uh, there towards the end, we were in the nursing home and, and I look around this nursing home and there is a there. I mean, it's it's your typical nursing home. And um, he didn't want to be there. Of course, nobody wanted him to be there. And um, at this point, my dad had lost the ability to walk. He had lost most of his ability to control his arms and legs and um, needed help to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Needed, you know, I I would go up there every Tuesday and uh, sit with him at dinner and I would feed him. You know, this is the the point he got. And we were talking one day during all that and it was a great effort for him to speak. But I remember he said to me, man, I know I've got a lot of things I'm dealing with, but I got a lot better than most of these people. Hmm. And and I remember internalizing what he said. I didn't challenge it because <laughs> by the looks of things, he had it worse <laughs> off than everybody else. But he but had a his, totally different perspective. His mentality mm-hmm. was, boy, there's a lot more people in this world that are a lot more worse off than me. Mm-hmm. And I heard him say that over and over um, during the last year yeah. or two of his life. Mm-hmm. And But that's that. That spirit of gratitude, we know what the Lord has done for us. And I truly believe if you live your life in such a way that you like, I know what the Lord has done for me. And 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 you know what? No matter how rough things might get in this life, the life to come in heaven 
is going to be so much. I mean, this the Bible says we're just a mist that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Eternity mm-hmm. is forever, and so you know, I, I've just it's just been my observation in ministry. It's it, people who have a much more uh, uh, attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. tend to embrace life challenges and navigate them just a little bit easier than those who don't. So one of the things that made me think of something you just said is teaching your kids and how to teach your kids to be grateful and have a spirit of gratitude and something I will say you did more than I did um, in just teaching our kids to have that spirit of gratitude was always asking them, you know, did you say thank you? And all, you know, reminding your kids when they're not in your presence, well, did you thank them for that? And did you Mm -hmm. appreciate that? And as we took the kids out for dinner, we took the kids on a trip or we did something with the boys, then you would turn and say, boys, did you say thank you? No, dad, thank you, thank you. Not because I need you to say it, yep. but because I want you to get in the habit of saying it to That's others. Right. So I, Not because I need to hear it, Yes, but because you need to be in the habit of saying it. True. Yeah. And I think that that was something that now we kind of, we'll say that a little tongue in cheek and laugh about it because <laughs> it's still- They just roll their eyes now. They're older, but it's still something that's still, that you want to continue to instill so that they just don't assume- you know, they're not consumers of everything, but they can really learn to be grateful and have a spirit of gratitude and, and thankfulness. Well, I would just end with this thought. Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. I, I think, I think, I think it needs to be close to our lips and not far from our heart all the time, Mm -hmm. a lifestyle of gratitude for the great thing that God has done. And that is just, in my mind, a better way to live. One of our um, things we do in our family when we travel, which we just traveled this last weekend, is we always pray before we leave get on the road. I hope you guys do too, because it's just something we get in the habit of doing. We pray with our kids before they go to school, all that. And when we get on the road, we stop, whether we're at the end of our driveway before we pull out or if we just hit the road. Um, but one of the things that we try to do as well as when we get there, just voice of a prayer of praise, of thankfulness that we made it safely and, and got there safely. And it's just an extra little thing to remind ourselves. I mean, we all travel. We all get on an airplane and pray. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not the only one praying on the airplane to be with the pilot, be with the plane. But sometimes we ask God for those things, but then we don't return thanks at the end of that safe trip or at the end of that traveling trip, you know, whatever it might be. And we present our request to God. And then we need to return thanks at, you know, when he's fulfilled that. First Chronicles 16, 34, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood, not a car show. Do you have one? Do I have one? A bidet? No. 
you need a bidet. All of our family Thank has you. a bidet. My brother has one, my sister has one, and we have one. Really? It's life-changing. They're all in Europe. It's yeah. normal practice. Mm-hmm. Wash your butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody say one time, if your kid went outside and fell down in the mud, would you take dry paper towels? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're all good. That's what my brother said. He goes, oh, look at the poop on the counter. Let me wipe that off with some toilet paper. And that's it. <laughs> you're all good. <laughs> no, you'd never do that. It's so true. 